0: Welcome back. Grant Bills, get the sounder ready. I'm Ben Kenny. That's Grant Bills. Oh. It's the Bill Michaels show. Get that Zach Heilprin sounder ready.
1: Like I don't always have it ready.
0: I have a couple of little news and notes before we talk about the Packers defense here. Uh, number one, uh, our, the great Zach Heilprin, WZN Sports Director. Uh, a terrific update, as always is the case. Uh, number one, shout out Wisconsin Women's Volleyball. Uh, a dynasty, many are wondering looking to break the attendance record tonight. Uh, They are, I mean, if you want to follow any Badger sport and actually be rewarded, everyone, oh, you got to expect national titles, all this stuff. Women's hockey is one, obviously, but I've gotten very much into the volleyball program. Shout out to them. Just had to do that. It's a
1: volleyball school now.
0: It is, uh, in a way, women's hockey as well. Uh, Number two, news and note number two, who wins the NFT World Series tonight with the Yankees and the Brewers?
1: The NFT, oh, oh, I didn't realize what you're saying.
0: Who wins the series? No, the NFT World Series. When are they handing them out? I thought that was tonight.
1: Is it tonight? Is it tomorrow? Did they promote the tweet? I can go look. Do you need a special app to store an NFT? I, I, I'm i so unaware of how all of this works, and I feel like most Brewers fans are, so the fact that the Brewers are celebrating this right. is just nuts. I have most no of, clue. The, not to be a jerk, but I'll say it most of the brewer fans who can't figure out an nft were the same people that couldn't figure out how to watch last night's football game that's 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 the crowd that were like hey here's a digital collectible you're welcome
0: also like let's be honest it's i i figure like san francisco the bay area big nft world you know like silicon valley vibes just sure. doesn't strike me as as an nft world here and i could be wrong but uh, we'll see. The other note, and uh, can you please play the sounder?
1: Oh yes. Uh, oh wait. So like one at a time. I got you. So nice story about the NFT
0: with this Wisconsin Sports Zone Network update. I'm Zach Kyle Print. Little little drive by on Mike McCarthy there in the update. Did he catch that? What did he say? Matt Lafleur is looking to avoid going 0 and 2. Be the first time the Packers have started 0 and 2 since 2006. Comma, had to throw this in there. That was also Mike McCarthy's first year as head coach. Zach. Zach, I don't, I don't know if that is. I don't know the intent there. That's one of those deals where if you're in a courtroom, it's like something happened, but all you're arguing is the intent. Like I, I don't know the intent. If it came down to the letter of of the law and what the judge ruled when whoever banged the gavel, it's like what was the intent there? So we don't know. Anyway, with this Wisconsin Sports Zone Network update, I'm Zach Kyle <laughs> Thank you. I love this sound. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah, it's good. Packers defense. Um, speaking of, yeah, no, there's no good way to tie that in. Packers defense.
1: Hold is, on, hold on. Well, we're, okay. we're going from Mike McCarthy. Um, speaking of high expectations, off to a slow start.
0: Well, yeah, I was also thinking about, because, uh, you know, you go to the drop board. I think about mine. I think about Matt LaFleur. Certainly
2: if you have a huge package.
0: I was going to say, speaking of packages, but I realized I hadn't played the clip. So that just didn't work. Anyway. Your
1: brain operates at too high of a level.
0: I'm, seeing <laughs> I'm, I'm three steps ahead of what I haven't done in the future. Is another week, meaning last week entering this one, enough? to get all of the woes, the NFL, uh, the preseason week four woes out with the secondary, with the defense as a whole? Is, like, is this a dominating performance we see on Sunday?
1: I think it could be. I We need to get smarter about how we talk defense to a, a general fandom. This isn't just Packers fans. Like, you can be an elite defense and, for the most part, like, have good scheme and give up points. Because that's how the game works these days. It's 2022. I, I think of that Vikings game last year at U.S. Bank. I thought the Packers actually did a lot of good things defensively. Cousins had some good luck under pressure and some balls that just fell the right way. Like, I, we can't just look at the scoreboard and say, oh, I thought this defense was supposed to be. it's more complicated
0: than that. 100%. Uh, number one, when the game is played at the pace it is today, what mm-hmm. naturally comes with that is more possessions. The reason the Big 12 doesn't play defense is because they're bad at it. But it's also because each team gets, I don't like 15 possessions a game. Meanwhile, Wisconsin's entire and the Big Ten West as a whole entire strategy at football is to hold the ball and not actually let the opposing offense get on the field much. So when you have fewer possessions, naturally fewer points are scored. So the point total, yes, 100%. Um, it's, It's one of those deals where I look at last week, And the Vikings had success. The Packers didn't really know what they were going to get against Kevin O'Connell. Justin Jefferson runs wild. And that was the big story. It seemed to me overall, it it just, I don't know if it was a lack. I don't think it was a lack of plan or any, it just seemed like a lack of execution generally in the secondary, uh, as well as obviously a lack of pressure on cousins. But that also could go back to whatever plan. How did they enter the game? They tried to take away cook. And I cook. I don't know. He got his, but he didn't go as crazy on them as he did uh, a couple years ago. Yet. I don't know. At the base of it last week, I feel like is an anomaly when it comes to this defense and another week is enough to get the woes away because it wasn't a talent issue. And everyone knows that the secondary probably the, I don't know, top three, maybe the best in the NFL talent wise. So I, I do think that week is what they needed. The big matchup I'm watching come Sunday is when Justin Fields breaks the pocket because he will, and he's athletic. And even if you pressure him, there are moments where he'll just break away. How does the secondary work off schedule? Are they able to truly contain fields when he does look to extend and make plays like that? Because if you watch his touchdowns against the Niners, a lot of his success came on those kind of plays. He was uh, being creative, breaking the pocket and then a guy's running free down the field similar i as free as justin jefferson was it just came as a result of the extension that fields can bring so that's that's matchup number 1 i'm watching like pressure him but then what does the secondary do on the back end when he's able to break off
1: i think this is an interesting game to watch although maybe not judge definitively quay walker right quay walker was yes. drafted by the packers i think just cuz they wanted another great athlete roaming around the field and this is the type of situation and scenario where, you know, having a Koi Walker instead of a, I don't know, Blake Martinez, Ty Summers, Oren Burks, right? Like that's why you want a guy like Koi Walker, someone with natural speed and ability for when the play breaks down and you need your guy to be faster, stronger, stickier than their guy. This is why you draft Koy Walker. So I don't know. I'm not saying that they're going to use him as a spy and Justin Fields is going to be his job, but. I'm interested to see what Quay Walker and what kind of role he plays in this game. Because if the Bears are smart, they'll try to run Justin Fields. And Quay Walker, I think, was the guy who was drafted. You're the athlete, right? If everything else around you holds up and everyone does their job, you as the athlete should be able to run around and make plays. So it'd be fun to
0: watch Quay on Sunday night. I had that written down next 100%. He flashed. Nice. He looked good against the Vikings. Devondre Campbell to me in this game is a David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert will not get past you in the ground game kind of deal from him, as well as when field scrambles, I, I don't want to take anything away from what Campbell can do because he was what an all pro last year, one of the best linebackers in football last season. Yeah, I, He doesn't feel like a guy that can explode from the secondary from the second level and catch fields in the backfield as he is escaping. That seems like Quay Walker's role where if Devondre Campbell's in the right spot every time, that limits a lot of what the Bears try to do. It can limit what Fields can gain with his legs, no doubt, when he does run the ball. But when Fields scrambles around in the backfield, who has the speed and the pure athleticism to chase him down and create havoc? That's Quay Walker to me. And it it feels like he could play free kind of game because I don't know how much the Bears bring in terms of offensive weaponry. Not a lot. Pretty good running backs. But a lot of that is what do you do against Fields? I, I think it fits his skill set well. Like it fits what he could do quite well. So yeah, big game coming. I would I would expect from Quay Walker. This also, I, my gut says, and I could be wrong. My gut says this is a big Rasul Douglas timely interception because he was in the right place. Kind of game.
1: Mm-hmm. That 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 smells correct to me. Yes, I I think the Bears wide receiving core is so interesting, and I think about what Charch said yesterday about Darnell Mooney, right? And how he's concerned about Darnell Mooney being the one good guy on an offense, because he's going to draw, you know, assignment X, Y, Z, the best corner we assume of the other team. So Rasul Douglas in a matchup like this should be able to make some hay, right? Cause he's covering someone who's not as good of a route runner, probably not going to be the first look. So maybe the quarterback's under pressure fields has got to get out. So he heaves it up to someone who's not his first read and there lies Rasul Douglas.
0: Or it's one of those, if the Packers play zone against fields, it's one of those, like, he is still young. He is still learning about defenses and schemes where, you know, when the older quarterbacks, when it's pre-snap, Peyton Manning, Rodgers, Brady, they know exactly what you're playing. You could try to disguise it as much as you can, but, like, they have a sense of what you're doing. The great ones are are the coordinators are able to disguise everything and really mess with the quarterback's brain because that's what gets to them more than anything. Right, it, it, like pressure is yeah. one thing, but not knowing, like a a drop back where you see a different defensive alignment than you expected to see when you were in pre snap, that really messes with the great ones' head. The old ones, when you're young, like when you're Fields, you're still kind of learning the ropes, and you're not as I would say adept at you know that instant, like okay, this is the alignment they're in, this is where I'm going. He doesn't know that yet pre snap, so that feels like a you know uh, they drop into a zone. Douglas is hiding out somewhere and he undercuts something Fields tries to do. Yeah. That's how I see it in my brain.
1: Maybe Fields is willing to let it loose and throw the ball because he doesn't know what he doesn't know, right? Where Rogers might take a sack or he might throw it away, right? As opposed to, you know, maybe throwing it into a coverage that he didn't recognize or didn't expect. Fields doesn't know what he doesn't know, right? So you can have opportunistic corners like Rasul Douglas, who... Proved to be really opportunistic last year, right place, right time. You know, you can describe it however you want. Um, this does seem like a big Rasul Douglas game. I think that's a good
0: take. Also, um, I want to raise a red flag last week. And I don't know if this is because of the rain. Maybe you can answer this, but Justin Fields was playing with two gloves on and Kenny Pickett does that. And there is nothing that is more anti eye test than a quarterback Bad wearing two does. gloves. Yep. Tarod Taylor kind of stuff there. A Bridgewater Bridgewater. Yeah. Back in the day, maybe it was just a rain thing and I could end up being wrong. Uh, But if, if he comes out with two gloves against the Packers, I think the Packers win by 25.
1: Yeah. They're covering. I'm going to live bet it immediately. If he comes out with two gloves, that's a great take. I don't like the two glove. Look, It, it just means bad things.
0: It's like you're on the green on a golf course and you're putting with your glove on. It's just it's unacceptable, and it's not even whether you're good at it or not. It just visually, like, mm-hmm. there's nothing more anti-eye test than putting with a glove on. But in the back and pocket, the eye
1: test is you know very important. It,
0: it it's significant. It means a lot. I'm half yes. joking, but I'm I, glad we're an
1: eye test show.
0: Well, it's it's all about being selective. You know, like you can get. It's not all about analytics, as the people who don't like analytics say, and I agree. And then. I also side with the people that, you know, are into the numbers. I'm I'm into many of them. It's all about being selective.
1: You're a huge numbers guy, but I also love that you appreciate the eye test because there's a big story to be told by the eye test.
0: 877-867-1670 predictions for Sunday. What do you see from the Packers team, the Packers defense as a whole? I wanted to hit on this quick uh, before we get Mike Clemens coming up at, at 1.30. In about 15 minutes, he'll join us. Joe Barry, defensive coordinator, did speak with the media yesterday. He was asked, uh, did he feel he had enough talent to play uh, in the secondary to stay in zone against Jefferson and the Vikings?
3: Going into the game, you know, with it being the first game of the year, I, we think that J- Jair Alexander's, if not the, he's one of the best corners in the National Football League. But we feel pretty dang good about Eric Stokes and, and Rasul Douglas as well.
0: This is Joe Barry. I just, Grant, uh, I've been alerted by uh, the people uh, from upstairs. Even though there isn't mm-hmm. an upstairs, I'm on the top floor. No, someone called okay. in. I need to go to the phones. This is very important. <laughs> Let's go to line okay. one. We have a take about putting with a glove on. Go ahead. Line one.
4: I've played, I played golf since I was seven years old. And I used to take my glove off, but it's just tiring to put it in your pocket and then put it back on and then take it off again. I got you. It's not that bad to putt with your glove on.
0: I got you. But I, did you ever formulate when you were better putting like confidence wise and you know, stroke wise? Well, I was a better putter in high school, but that's because I played every day. That's fair. That's very fair. I can't argue with that. Listen, I it's, the beauty of uh, a very arbitrary eye test is I, there's no way to really confirm it because it's not, you know,
4: and I just love that left hand being way whiter than the white hand because it doesn't get the sun.
0: Oh, yes. But you know,
4: I'm a golfer when I go out to the bar.
0: Um, I'm that way with my ankles. <laughs> uh, I have the grossest ankle line, you know, sock tan ever because when I play golf, I walk. So the back of the, back of the calves get, get a lot of sunlight. And then uh, the tan <laughs> line is just impossible to get rid of.
4: I, it's just a laziness thing. Like I get what you're saying, but like my friend has lost his glove three times in the last week. Cause he puts it in his pocket and then falls out. Yeah. I haven't lost a glove in years.
0: That's a very fair point. Listen, I'm not going to argue with any of those points. Uh, I would, <laughs> I would say that, you know, I test wise, it doesn't look great, but Hey, whatever works, works. That's the beauty of golf. You know, if the ball gets, if, as long as you can get it in the hole, what matters? The,
1: the real beauty of golf is you remember the three great shots and you forget the other 80.
0: That is also true. Uh, there is a joke to be told in there about Wisconsin's kicker and him chunking the ball 20 yards forward on a big field goal attempt. I
4: could kick less. I played soccer all through high school. I could kick left footed better than our kicker kicks.
0: Uh, yeah. And you could probably hit a golf ball at this point better than, you know. It did that. Appreciate the phone call, man. Thank you. 877-867-1670. Let's go back to the phones. Line two, you're on the Bill Michaels show. Who do we got?
4: Springer up in Eau Claire. What's going uh, on, man? Golfing, you gotta remember the greatest golfer of all time never took his glove off. So
0: you're, you're uh Tiger Woods would take guy his guy. glove off.
4: You no, know, the greatest golfer of all time never took his glove off. <laughs> this is um, a this is a so.
0: dangerous rabbit hole.
4: No, it isn't. Jack Nicklaus is the greatest golfer of all time. Never took his glove off.
0: He's the greatest winner of all time. I would push back and oh. say the Tiger's a better golfer, no. but...
4: No, great, greatest golfer of all time. Um, old school. <laughs> anyway, love listening to you.
0: I appreciate it, man. Thank you. I, I'm i not going to do it, Grant. I, I really appreciate the phone call. I, I'm not going to go into that rabbit hole. Um, May I, I chime in and add one thing to this?
1: 100%. I think as a non-golfer, that it looks really cool to hit an incredible shot to put it on the green, and then while you're walking from that shot to the green to take your glove off as you walk. So I I don't know that that's a time-saving measure. You just take it off on the walk, and I think it looks badass. Well, that's a
0: question of whether you're walking or riding in a cart. I'm a big walker, so you have that time always where I take it off after I hit every shot. That's because I just don't like keeping the glove on. But one hundred percent, once you get a great shot and you see the camera pan and the dude's taking his glove off and like Rory's doing his little strut down the fairway, I'm with you, One hundred percent. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy, last one. Let's go to the phones. Line one, you're in the Bill Michaels show. Who do we got? Hi,
4: Ben. This is Al from Gainesville.
0: Al, what's up, man?
4: Not much. Yeah, hey, just a little prediction on the game on Sunday. I really think the pack's gonna come up strong. I've got it at thirty one ten, I really do. Ooh. But uh, I, I do. I think they're going to roll them. I, I truly do. I just a, a lot of frustration after last week. And uh, I just don't think the Bears are that good of a team. But I did want to make a comment. And, Grant, little dig from you about 15 minutes ago on last night's game. And you said mm-hmm. the crowd that couldn't figure out how to watch it. Well, I was one of those guys.
1: I'm I was 67- two. I was two. I couldn't figure out how to download the app on my TV. <laughs> like, well, I.
4: I'm going to be honest with you. I've gone through two days of frustration. I could not do it. I, I'm, like I said, I'm 67, very active. I'm going to be up at Lambeau on Sunday. Everything's good. Oh, right on. So, but, you know, everything's good there. But first of all, my Internet and cable TV bill, I pay 278 bucks a month. Ooh, why do I have yeah. to pay more? Yeah, why do I have to pay more to uh, uh, Prime to watch another Thursday night game? Now, I probably would have not signed up for it, but I'm just kind of going down the road. The Packers play one Thursday night game in November, so I want to watch And sure. I do like watching Thursday night games a little bit, but yeah. I just don't understand the world of the NFL. And it's all NFL money-driven. I get that. But I, I just don't understand why we can't sit down on a Thursday night and watch a game without having to sign up for Amazon. I, I just I just don't get it. Yeah, I'm sorry.
0: I mean, the thing I go back to, is when all of those massive TV contracts are being signed in college, in the NFL. They're signing uh, allegedly Brady and Romo and Breeze for tens and hundreds of millions of dollars. At the end of the yeah. day, the people who pay for that are us, which yeah. is why I don't look at that money. I'm like, oh, cool, he's making this much. Because uh, I know I pay for that in the long run. It's it's just about inconveniencing, and you pay as much as you possibly can for everything. And, it, yeah, I, I don't like it. I'm with you
4: make a little mental note on this Dan and Grant, uh, when the Packers do play that game in November, I think it's like November 17th or something like that yep. the fans of Wisconsin are going to be outraged when they can't uh, oh, access yeah. that game. You know, Right oh, now yeah. it's a little bit iffy just for the true NFL people that like watching football, but when they miss that game, a Packer game yeah. you're going to get phone calls left and right that next day. It's There's going to be a huge frustration on this whole thing.
0: I'm so, ready for it. Okay. It's on the calendar. I appreciate the phone call, man. We got to run. Uh, 877-867-1670. Mike Clemens joining us in about 13 minutes. Um, I will know Grant quickly as we go to break. Valley sports has trained this state to be mad at television providers. So I think oh, they're yeah. ready for it.
1: We're ready. We've been preparing. All right. Sharpening our pitchforks.
0: We're going to step away. Take a quick break. Mike Clemens joins us in a few. It's the Bill Michael show.
1: Ready. This
0: is the Bill Michael show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. We are back. Grant Bills Ben Kenny Bill Michael show. If Amazon Prime Thursday night football is bad medicine, Grant, I have news. I have somewhat of a remedy, if you will. Uh, to Al, who just called in, it must be noted, and I'm sorry I neglected to mention this, someone called in and informed me of it. I have since found the article that confirms it. Thursday night football will also be available in local markets this season. So when the pack, for only when your home team plays. So when the Packers play on that Thursday night game, it will be on a local television station, whether it's the local Fox affiliate or whatever. So in you'll Green still... Bay. Yes, or uh, I believe, no, in the TV market of the Packers, which includes the entire state at least, um, right? Like Is it really? I believe so. When they talk, yeah, because you have local affiliates in Madison that carry Packer games during the preseason, that kind of deal. Um,
1: I suppose, yeah. I guess I hadn't thought it, about
0: it. It's like the MLB blackout market. It's not only Milwaukee. It's the whole damn state and it's oh, horrible. If
1: blackout and TV market is the same.
0: Yeah, or That's that awesome. that kind of deal, but you will be able to watch Packer games on local television this year. It is something the NFL mandated in its 11-year, 11, 11 billion god dollar deal, <laughs> but it only covers this season. So this season you will be able to do it, going forward you will not. So now we but, have
1: a warm-up period.
0: Yeah, the information's out there. That's why you listen to this show. Uh we yeah. we we set you up well to watch the games, so then when something goes wrong, we get to all complain about it together.
1: <laughs> that's really what it's
0: about. That's, that's I really little... just
1: want to complain about this stuff.
0: Um, I, I'm glad Mike Clements is coming up next in about seven minutes because I was about to go down the rabbit hole of, you know, who's the most effective golfer of all time at physically putting the ball from the tee box into the hole. But yeah, not... Is that
1: really a can of worms you wanted to open up today?
0: No, 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 no. No, it's like, here's the thing. It's very similar to, you know, you go to tennis. Someone's like, oh, Federer's the goat. No, Djokovic is the goat. That can go so many different ways. You go to, uh, I don't know, football, it's clear, it's Brady. You go to basketball, it's like, oh, LeBron, oh, Jordan, this. And then they go back and forth, and it's never resolved. Uh, golf is similar, though it's uh, probably less, uh, less divisiveness there. There's less anger. Like the whole LeBron Jordan thing literally gets people like emotionally angry. I don't think it's there with golf, but it's a chiller no. sport.
1: We just need skip Bayless to pick this topic up and then, then it'll join the mainstream.
0: Oh God. He was, uh, he's been on fire recently. I saw a tweet In of his way? today. He said, sorry, chiefs fans. Uh, uh, you're being clowned. They don't play any defense is the paraphrase. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let me, oh yeah. Chiefs tricky. All man, they don't play no defense.
1: I did see that. I actually, I thought the chiefs were pretty good on defense last night. I agree. Okay. Beat the tar out of Justin Fields.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Mike Clemens is joining us next grant bills. We're going to step away here. He will take us mostly the rest of the way Packers bears coming up on Sunday night. That is all coming up next. It is the bill Michael show.
1: This is the bill Michael show on the Wisconsin sports zone radio network.
0: It is the Bill Michaels show. I'm Ben Kenny. That is Grant Bills. Coming up on Sunday night, the Bears visit the Packers. The 1-0 Bears, uh, be it surprising, if you will. And the 0-1 Packers joining us now to break down the game to talk more about all the storylines. He is Mike Clemens. Mike, hello.
2: So I just sent the bet. I didn't send the clip. Okay. Uh,
0: that appears great. to be the case. It's all good. I I learned something new today. Uh, that is from 1992. Life is a highway. Grant uh, House of Pain. Jump around was on the charts that year as well.
2: Yeah, the point was it was this weekend uh, in 1992 that Don Mikowski is a playing quarterback for Mike Holmgren. Holmgren was zero and two. He said since in interviews that we've had on Bill Michael's show, like he really thought, boy, if I don't win this one, I might. They have to start hiding under the table, like they're going to come after me. They're going to take this job away from me. And he's losing to the Bengals. And Boomer Esiason on the other side. And then Mikowski goes down with the ankle injury that still bothers him to this day, multiple surgeries. And Favre comes in and, you know, has this tremendous comeback and throws this unbelievable 35-yard pass to Kittrick-Taylor. Uh, and... Uh, Jim Lampley, I believe, was the play-by-play guy for TV that day. And he said, and the gunslinger, Brett Favre, they might have a winner on their hands here. He called him a gunslinger right there, which I think is pretty cool. Maybe that's that nickname stuck there. But, uh, yeah, so it will be 30 years ago, uh, technically on Tuesday. But this is the weekend when the Favre era starts. So now when you think of it, Ben, that's 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterbacks in Green Bay.
0: Yeah, and I mean, this year, Grant and I have talked about it a lot. It's an interesting spot with where they're at, given the wide receivers. How is this offense going to round into form with a lot of new faces out there? I mean, first, where we stand today, Lazard didn't play last week. The offensive line is a big question. Where does the team stand when it comes to injuries, from your sense?
2: Right now, today, you know, actually, John Runyon, who has been in the concussion protocol, um, was doing some drills today, so I don't know if that means that he's close to. You know, there's a chance he could get cleared, but the big story is, and Lazard looks like he's going to play after friendly fire in practice a couple of weeks ago. Somebody stepped on him and he injured his ankle. But the, you know, in the last 36 hours, it's we went out there Wednesday and they were in full pads, which was a little strange because now the full pads thing is usually on. Uh, on Thursdays, so they're in full pads there. And then we're told, you know, Bakhtiari not going to practice on Thursday. And then Lafleur says, yeah, you know what? That's our new routine. Whether Baktiari is back playing 100%, or continuing this rehab of the ACL from 19 months ago, um, he's going to work on. He's going to work on Wednesdays, have Thursdays off, work on Friday, have Saturday off, and then play the game on Sunday. So he's every other day. So it means that, you know, right now they, they forecast that for the rest of his career, if he gets back on the field and plays, um, he's going to have to have a day of rest after every day of work or huh. certainly after every game the way they deal with it. So, I, you know, again, that's not, a, that's not a positive development, is it? I mean, no. yeah, but you know, they've done this trial and error uh, for over a year and a half And that's what they've come up with. So they may have actually put the pads on guys on Wednesdays for one thing, just to accommodate guys like Jenkins and Bakhtiari.
1: Yeah. And I know Jenkins, Bakhtiari, and Lazard, all trying to come back from injury, big parts of this Packers offense. And Mike, this offense has been a topic of conversation and how it's going to click, but a, a good reminder. And you remind us 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterback play. This offense, hopefully, uh, a little bit easier to figure out. We forget that we have a Hall of Fame quarterback under center center, Aaron Rodgers. That should help smooth this process along.
2: Right, right. And so, yeah. you know, Aaron Rodgers has, you know, become known nationally for the last 10 years about being picky about receivers and building the trust. The segues he's had from Greg Jennings to Jordy Nelson to now Devontae Adams and now to this new batch of guys. And so he was asked uh, on Wednesday, okay, everyone understands you are the ultimate perfectionist. And obviously you're frustrated right now that, you know, you really don't have a go to guy. And Lazard was out, you know, against the Vikings, and you don't really seem to have much chemistry going yet with even Randall Cobb, much less Sammy Watkins. As a perfectionist, how do you deal with this frustration when you have a bad game or a bad day at practice?
5: Well, I need to have an outlet. So. You know, I spend time with a lot of time off the field with you know probably five or six guys, and so having an outlet to talk through any frustrations is important. And I think I've learned uh, how to balance that. Um, But the direct conversations are the best way. These these are good kids. They really are. They they want to please. They want to do the right thing. They care about it. But I'm you know I'm going to figure out a way to continue to to get on the same frequency with them. But at the core of it is just communication, making sure that I'm saying the same thing that Brable's saying, that Seno's saying, that Matt's saying. And at the end of the day, you know, that's how that trust is built through the direct communication.
0: So, Mike, uh, trust obviously important. You see Christian Watson after the drop early, only one catch for nine yards from Rodgers as that game goes along. He mentions outlets. I mean, it seems like at this point Amari Rodgers is not going to be one of those said outlets for him what is going on there
2: not at this time uh but aaron Rodgers, right there is admitting things that i mean i know about him all along is that he'll go and he'll have meetings with guys in lunch rooms or go into the receiving rooms or talk to guys on the field and all that but there's he's always going back to high school talking to his high school coaches when we were in chico talking to those guys at pleasant valley high school uh, he, he, that's just the way this guy operates. He can be on a team of 53 or 90, but there's really only three or four guys that he really like. A Mercedes, Bakhtiari. He used to be really close with James Campen, the offensive line coach, before you know he moved out of Green Bay. That's just the way Aaron operates. And then. You know, some accuse him of being a little passive-aggressive at times. So there's a young reporter that asked him this directly, like, okay, we keep talking about Watkins and and Cobb and when you get Lazard back, and then these rookies, you know, between Watson and uh, Dobbs and, you know, Torrey. But, you know, hey, Amari Rogers, this was a third-round pick. This is a guy in his second year. This is the guy that probably should be taking, you know, Cobb snaps. Why aren't we talking about him? And here was the actual question as it went down. Aaron, what's your
1: outlook on Amari Rogers and where he fits on this offense? Because last year he was pretty non-existent, and then last week he
0: didn't—he didn't get out there for an offensive snap.
1: Yeah, he's
5: returning for us right now. That's all I got on it,
1: Mike. I'd like to think that maybe it's just because Randall Cobb is there taking snaps, but I, I can't believe that that's the only reason, right? Like, there's got to be something else going on no I don't that, think that's, aaron rogers, that's aaron rogers
2: that's aaron Rodgers saying get this guy out of my way i you know i'm, I'm all but done with him he's, he's taking a sip of water while he's saying that grant i mean he's just telegraphing everything to say this kid is way behind he's got a long ways to go in my book so the next day amari rogers comes in and people don't know if he's aware that rogers told that uh, so, you know, we went up to Amari Rodgers and said, did you hear what Aaron Rodgers said about you?
5: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, it's it's not a, a big deal to me. You know, I already knew. You know, we we know what's going on inside the building, you know, inside the team. You know, I'm, I'm a return guy right now. You know, I'm waiting for my turn on offense. You know, that's just how I'm just going to stay positive about it, continue to put my head down and work hard. And when my number's called, you know, just make sure I'm ready. As far as offense, you know, it's just coming in here every day, continue to, to, you know, put the work in. And, you know, it's a long season. we got 17 more games left. So, you know, whenever my name calls, just make sure I'm ready for that moment to go out there and, you know, make a play so, you know, I can still have foul row in offense. And-
0: I don't know. It doesn't sound to me like that time is coming necessarily soon for him seeing the field as a receiver. He was also kept on the roster partly as a third running back, right? Because they only kept Jones and Dylan, and that's even like not catching balls from Rodgers to that extent. But, I I mean, I don't know. He's been good returns on, uh, like early returns on returning is positive, I guess, with special teams being that big issue last season.
2: Yeah, well, you know, I mean, you would think that Rodgers might be as the general manager might be saying, let's have Watson or Juwan Winfrey return. I mean, you know, I've I've got no use for this guy right now. It it might be that bad. So then we go to the special teams coordinator, Rich Bisaccia. Now, again, we're still trying to get to know Rich a little bit. And I'll tell you, every time that we do talk to him, he is really smart. I mean, you can ask him ten questions, and it only takes him about three minutes to answer them all. He's very direct, very very methodical, very math-like about things. And you say, okay, how about Amari Rogers? How did you feel he did his returns against the Vikings Sunday?
4: You know, I, I thought he did really well. I wasn't happy with the one on the eight-yard line. Um, I think he got a little lost at that particular time. But other than that, I thought he made good decisions. We had the one you know, 12-yard return um, up inside. I thought he hit it pretty well and gave us a chance to get the ball. I think we got to the 46, gave us a chance to get some good field position.
1: Mike, do you think the standard for success in the return game is a little bit lower for the Packers than it would be for other teams? Like, does Versace say, okay, he's not muffing kicks, he's not muffing punts, maybe we're not getting a bunch of yards, but this is a good starting place?
2: Yeah, it's almost like a franchise thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, the, the last good returner
2: was, you know, Desmond and uh, Alan awesome I mean, you know, that's that's the, that was part of the talk that Gudikin said during the draft, that he realizes that. with you think of some of the other good returners that the teams just in the North Division have had, and the Packers never seem to have one that, that lights the place up, except, you know, Randall Cobb started off pretty good when he was a rookie. Um, but Bisaccia, you know, this is the other, I mean, obviously one problem that game was the, the punt protection for Pat O'Donnell, your new punter. There's twice it almost looked like he's going to get blocked. And Bisaccia dissects it right away and tells you what, where he's going to make his corrections.
5: Well, I I think we're always concerned about protection, you know, but
4: there was, uh, I think we got some pretty good pressure on theirs as well. I know we came up with the one penalty, but they were an eight man front team the whole game. I thought they did a good job rushing. I thought we did it as good as we possibly could at that particular point, you know, holding up and getting the ball out of there.
0: Mike, with special teams being the big story of this game last year in Lambeau when the Bears found every possible advantage in every facet of teams, it's at least it's reassuring to hear that there's some stability there. I want to go to maybe where there isn't as much stability. You mentioned it off the top, the status of Bakhtiari and Elkin Jenkins as well. One, what is your sense as to whether they'll play? And two, I mean, what is the importance after we saw the offensive line struggle a bit week one?
2: I don't think. Uh, Bakhtiari or Elton Jenkins are going to play again this week. I, I think they'll be inactive. I think they have to have another week, at least, of some of this this full Wednesday participation. I mean, Bakhtiari took his first team drills today. Okay, so you, there's got to be more of that, uh, and then they got to figure out how he feels the next day uh, before I think they could put him in, you know, 65 snaps in a football game. I think the you know the best shot that the Bears have for this is to blitz Aaron Rodgers just like the Vikings did. I, You know, I really don't know much about their secondary. I know that they got Roquan Smith though, and a couple of guys up front that got after Trey Lance. And, of course, everyone's talked about that game was so – the weather won last weekend in Chicago. It's hard to really tell what the Bears are all about. Uh, Justin Fields, you know, can can make some plays, but they're, he's, they're not going to let him throw a lot. They've got a great running game with Montgomery, but I think the big story will be if the Bears can pressure Aaron Rodgers like the Vikings did and turn the ball maybe on special teams that'll you know that could flip the game for them. so Adam Stenovich is you know your offensive coordinator had been the offensive line coach, talking about the week to week not you know is Royce Newman is he still have to be able to play right tackle and now, what are we going to do about Jake Hanson? He's not much of a right guard. We have to keep on running to the left. Has this been hard week after week when you don't know when you're going to get Bakhtar or Jenkins back out there on your offensive line?
5: It is a challenge to juggle the reps because right now reps are limited in the season uh, when you only have you know, X amount of practices, X amount of reps during practice. So it's just can these guys be prepared? How much can you put on their plate uh, as far as multiple positions? Um, And a lot of these guys, it's not like last year when you had Billy Turner, where it's like, okay, Billy, you're going to go play here. Um, And he's a vet. He's played a lot. He has experience. These guys are all relatively young, you
1: know, so um, you want them to really focus in on one spot. Well, and Matt LaFleur said, was it earlier today or yesterday, that he likes getting his guys reps at the spot they're going to play, which makes this even harder, right, Mike? It does. It does.
2: And, you know, I watch these drills that they do over and over again. And, and, I uh, and I, I see guys making improvement there, but then, you know, you get out there with Rodgers and the changes he's making at the line and, you know, the, the you know, the can plays and, uh, the, the, the run option the you know, RPOs that they have, uh, and that's where these guys get lost or they just can't even pick up things like, you know, so Hey, here comes the Smith over the right guard. You might want to block him <laughs> instead of hitting yeah. the quarterback. So then the other story is, um, You know, Packers secondary and how Justin Jefferson, how did that guy get wide open in the middle of that secondary? And, you know, LaFleur said this after the game. It's like, well, yeah, okay, we were in zone, and you can't just have Jair go man-to-man with, you know, number 18 or against Darnell Mooney, you know, this weekend because it screws up the rest of the defense. I still don't quite understand that, but here's Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator, trying to give you an example.
3: The best way, the best analogy I could give is, if there's a, a great wide receiver on a team and he's always the X receiver, if that guy is a static receiver and you know exactly where he's going to be all the time, kind of how you know football you know used to be where guys were a Z, an X, a split end, well that, that's so much simpler just to be able to say, hey, we got a we got a great corner, we're going to have him cover the X all day long. The other two guys, you just play football. Well, in today's football, you know, they do such a great job with with all the great wideouts. And Jefferson is is no different. They do such a great job where you have, in a two-by-two formation, if they're in 11 personnel, sometimes he's the Z, sometimes he's the X, sometimes he's the slot. It's the other 10 guys on the field that have to get aligned and do their job based off where that guy is.
0: Cannot wait to watch it all unfold Sunday night in Lambeau. Mike, awesome stuff. Look forward to talking again on Sunday and then all throughout next week.
2: Thank you, Ben. Grant, uh, we will have players and coaches from both locker rooms on Bill's post-game show late Sunday night from Lambeau Field.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, boys. There he is, the great Mike Clemens, previewing what we will see in Lambeau on Sunday. We're going to step away, take a quick break, say goodbye. Final segment coming up next. It's the Bill Michaels Show.
5: Covering Wisconsin sports
1: like a blanket. This is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: Welcome back, final segment, Bill Michael's show. Before we are gone, Ben Kenny Grant Bills. Bill Michaels back Sunday night. Green and gold postgame show back all of next week. Grant, you have the Wisco sports show coming up four to six today. Previewing the weekend. Mm-hmm. I figure big plans this weekend aside from, you know, football and stuff. Oh, little delay there. Naturally, it would happen on uh, the last minute and a half of the show. All good, though. Uh, Thanks for hanging around again with Grant and myself filling in the last three days for Bill. It's been great. Uh, I will be back to my normal duties Monday, sitting in the same chair, uh, saying some of the same words, though, producing the show as normally happens. I think the Packers cover. I think they win handily. I think, however, there are some questions coming out of Sunday's game where maybe the offense uh, clicks for a bit but then still sees the same struggles. Maybe we have a couple defensive lapses. I I don't think it's resounding on Sunday, though I do think it's comfortable, if that makes sense. In terms of the Badgers, I mean, uh, they're going to win. They're going to win by a lot. You would hope uh, they uh, begin to answer questions that – We're raised after the Washington State loss, but we look ahead to Ohio State. And, oh, Grant is back. Hello, sir.
1: Hello. I just want to be able to say goodbye at the very least. Oh, 100%. Uh, I don't don't really have plans for the weekend. Girlfriend will be in town. Oh, nice. Going to do some stuff outside, enjoy some fresh air, watch UWL on Saturday and the Badgers. Uh, Me and the girlfriend both have huge scratch on minus 37 and a half or whatever it is. So, not really. That's well, not actually,
0: I wouldn't advise it. Uh, it definitely would not no. be a fun bet to track <laughs> no, out of all God, of the no. ones out there. But that, that's no. the line. That is what it is. Um, no, uh, but not
1: much this weekend. Try to get right. outside and get some sun and then football on Sunday. I appreciate you having me, Ben.
0: Oh, it's been it great. World. I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I think we have had a good couple of days of shows. I hope the people agree. Uh, I, I know that there are times where you might disagree with the tone. I don't know. I, they're playing on Sunday. The Packers are going to win. We're going to next week is a winning week. We haven't had a winning week in a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where uh, eventually, really. like I don't know, you lose football games. The tone isn't great. That is yeah. what it is. Uh, Grant, thank you very much for filling in for hanging out. Everybody, check out the Wisco Sports Show. That is uh, your place from four to six here, it Wisconsin is. Sports Talk, uh, with the one and only Grant Bills. I don't know. That's going to do it. I don't have any parting words. Nebraska's going to cover on Saturday. So if you want to make money, (laughs) Nebraska plus 11, let's have some fun. Sicko mode, Uh, true sicko mode. Uh, New Mexico State, first half team total under. That'll do it for us, though. Grant Bills, thank you. Bill Michaels, back next week. It's been fun. Thanks for hanging around, everybody. See ya.
5: The Bill Michaels Show
2: Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.